Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 103, The Oven Repairman. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number six from Brian Omelia. First, I must note that Brian has had a remarkable recovery from the fall that nearly killed him last August. And he is back working on the roofs of Colorado Rockies homes. So, he has returned for another interview. The message comes from the summer of 1989 and is 15 seconds long. Here we go. This is the oven repairman, and I'm sorry I didn't stop by to fix your oven, but I fell asleep. And if you were home now, I'd come over and fix your oven and probably get my fill with grease also. Bye. I was making a joke about being the oven repairman, which I'm not. And also, I wanted my fill with grease back, which is a expensive kind of bicycle grease, and I must have loaned you the tube. Why would you have left grease at my house? Probably you were trying to fix your own bike. Maybe it was for your car. Because what I thought is that my oven might have been broken, so I was waiting for the oven repairman to call. I was probably trying to help you fix your oven. Did you grow up learning how to fix things, or was that something you just developed over time? Or No, it was always kind of my thing. I used to fix the other kids' skateboards in the neighborhood, but lots of times I think I made their skateboards worse than they were by taking them apart and putting them back together. And even though I put fresh grease, I wasn't quite the factory. But, yeah, I was always kind of doing things like that. And then I worked on my granddad's farm, so that's what we did on the farm. You know, in the off-season, we fixed the equipment. We took the plows apart. We re-greased all the bushings and, you know, replaced blades if they needed. What kind of farm was it? He used to have, you know, livestock, cattle and pigs. But as he got older, he got out of that. So then it was just a corn farm. So how old were you when you first started working on the farm? Like 10 years old, that was farm age. Turned 10, you were ready to work. So you did that during the summer? Or? A lot of it was like fall because it was harvest and it was an important time. You're, you're bringing in the corn. I used to pull wagons with 60,000 pounds of grain in them when I was like 12 years old. Take them up to the elevator and you got to pull in right and dump it in the elevator and you get paid. That was farm life. So your grandfather paid you for your work? Oh, yeah. At 10 years old, he used to give me 10 bucks an hour. It was a fortune back then. My friends couldn't believe it, but I was driving actual tractors. I was doing man work. He was like, I'd have to pay an adult 10 bucks an hour to do this shit. So that's pretty good. By the time I was in college, I think he was giving me 14, 15. And I used to go on weekends when I was in college and, and help him. Did you ever think you might actually become a farmer like your grandfather? I never liked the Midwest and the humidity and the general attitude of the whole Bible Belt people, the people of Bureau County. Like, I couldn't see myself living amongst those Presbyterian. You go to church every Sunday, and that's your sort of social.
social scene, and and, and they don't have any micro brews. <laughs> so that's kind of why I never took over that farm. It's funny to hear Brian describe social life focused on the church, since both my grandparents met at church socials. My mother's in Evanston, Illinois, and my father's in the Quad Cities, where Brian grew up. Of course, church attendance has declined since the 1920s, and according to 2019 data gathered by Pew Research, less than 45% of Americans say they attend religious services at least monthly. Religiosity is often seen as shorthand for political conservatism in the United States. But a little digging finds some surprising correlations. Bureau County, Illinois, where Brian's family farm is located, voted 59.7% for Trump. But according to data from 2010, only 43.2% of the population are adherents to a religion. Cass County, Illinois, where my mother went to high school, makes a little more sense, voting 68.1% for Trump and having 64.3% as religious adherents. However, in Van Buren County, the location of my father's childhood home in southern Iowa, only 40% of the population are religious, while their support for Trump was 75.4%. By comparison, in Brooklyn, where I live, 51.6% of the population is religious, and 77% voted for Biden. Of course, Brooklyn is religiously much more diverse than rural Illinois, with a large Orthodox Jewish population. On the other hand, it should be noted that my mother's father was a Presbyterian minister, and that denomination is now politically very liberal, allowing openly gay and lesbian ministers back in 2011. As for Brian's other cultural marker, microbrews, Bureau County may be lacking in this department, but located in the county seat of Princeton, a joint called the Barrel Society promotes world-class craft beers from around the globe, and a whiskey list of over 100-plus incredible distillates. Of course, this can't compare to Boulder, Colorado, where Brian lives now, with 21 breweries making it a beer lover's dream. Finally, in the message, I originally heard Brian saying he would get my fill of grease while working on my oven. But Phil Wood Grease actually comes from the company founded by a remarkable inventor named Phil Wood. Despite dropping out of Caltech after World War II, Wood was hired as a mechanical engineer by FMC Corporation in San Jose. He became a competitive bicyclist 
and noticed that after every race, he had to re-grease his wheel hubs. So he thought, why not create sealed hubs that require no maintenance? That invention, which he never patented, became the standard for bicycles after 1971 when he founded his company. A year later, the company came out with its trademark waterproof grease in an aquamarine tube. Still an essential item of every professional bike repair shop today. Okay, that's it for this week. If you would like to fix something in this podcast, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Brian for his grace and his grease. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.